Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode here at the end with Adam. 7 a.m. here in Los Angeles. I've got 10% on the phone that I use to record this podcast. So let's see how much we can get done with this 10%. Last week we did a couple of episodes. We did that good old-fashioned New Year's special, which we'll keep doing every New Year's. And on most holidays, I'll try to bring some of my old friends and old guests, and we'll keep talking, have fun. I hope you guys like that. If you haven't listened to it already, stop this bullshit that you're about to hear and listen to that. Um, But um, if you've already heard it and you want some new content for this week, here is what you've you've got. Here's what you signed up for. Here's what I'm giving to you. Um, 7 a.m., 7 a.m., this is an early time for some people. For me, you know, my day usually starts somewhere around 5 a.m. And it's not because I'm Jocko Willenick and I'm working out and taking a sweat. Uh, the reason why my day starts at 5 in the morning is some reason between uh, the grippling, nerve-wracking anxiety that I'm sure we all have and um, just, you know, a fucked up sleep cycle and my ability to kind of wake up early anyway. So a typical day, a good day, would be around 6.30, 7 o'clock, you know, wake up naturally. Um, but most days, especially most days this year, it's a good old fashioned hard 445 wake up, uh, no chance of going back to sleep, tossing and turning, uh, unable to think of anything else except for all of the worst things you've ever done in your life and said. Um, and then after about two or so hours of that, um, I take a shower, brush my teeth, uh, make some tea. Um, and then, uh, I start, I start either working or doing something like this. Um, but, uh, you know, I know a lot of you out there, um, I don't know if you have similar sleep schedules, but I'm sure those moments, you know, those kind of, uh, torturous self-reflections, um, are a big part of a lot of our lives. And I think especially at our age group, um, there can be plenty to lament over personally. Um, but enough about me and more about myself. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about a couple of specific topics um just to you know just to get 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 you know get something like a realistic one-man podcast going so there's going to be some structure to this i'm sorry i know some of you guys like the uh non-structured nature of my interviews and you know all the jokey jokes that we do but uh this is not that this is going to be a little bit more structured so Let's go. First topic, creativity, creativity, creativity. Who here thinks they're creative? Good. If you thought, yeah, I think I'm creative. Or if you thought, I mean, I guess, or any of the variables of that that wasn't, no, I'm not a creative person, congratulations, you're listening to the right podcast. Creativity is an important part of any healthy, you know, somewhat of a intelligent person's life, right? Um, what does creativity mean? How do we express it? Some of us express it um, in interesting ways, like uh, being able to fix cars, uh, being able to, uh, you know, design uh, businesses that make uh, multiples of millions of dollars and then are sold at billions of dollars of valuation. Uh, then there are others um, who, you know, show their creativity by, um, you know, designing, uh, new kinds of furniture, new kinds of homeware of, uh, kitchenware, 
Um, you know, even those uh, old like 3 a.m. infomercials were a great display of creativity. It was someone who not only created a product that they wanted to sell, but they also created an entire commercial for you to watch, which is a production in itself. And they look corny. They look stupid. ShamWow guy. Yeah, that was dumb. But a lot of people bought the ShamWow um, because it was a creative instrument that he invented and then created this amazing little, you know, TV uh, commercial, TV spot that we all remember. Um, so we can say he was corny. We can say, you know, oh, you know, I don't want to make, I don't want to be an inventor. I want to be a blogger. Just remember, ShamWow guy lives in a big, big old house. And um, bloggers typically live in some shoebox apartment in New York that costs the same. Um, but uh, they, they, they have other problems that the ShamWow guy does not have. So moving from that, the real kind of creativity that I'm sure most people, including myself, engage in is some sort of arts, right? Arts. Arts. <sighs> so without getting too crazy about this, um, I went to a private art school, as I'm sure some of the people listening to this, in fact, some of the people listening to this might have gone to the same art school that I went to. Um, we all partook in different forms of art, right? Like I wanted to be a writer. I was, oh, the great American novelist, Adam Albari. Oh boy. When I was 16, you couldn't have talked me out of it. I really believed that that would be my life, that I would just be traveling around the world, you know, uh, writing on ink quilled pen about what I saw and where I was and, you know, memoirs of, you know, these great romances that I would have. All that stuff I really believed would be the content, the material that I would be able to use to be creative. Um, some other people, you know, they wanted to be filmmakers. Some people wanted to be musicians. Some people made the horrifying, horrifying decision of being a DJ. Uh, some people, uh, <laughs> some people um, made the decision of, wanting to be, you know, fine artists, painters, sculptors, uh, designers, graphic designers. Um, those are typically the arts as they stand. If I missed any of them, put yourself in this category uh, for what we're about to talk about. Um, yeah, so for all of us that went to those schools and believed those things in ourselves, right, and for good reason, because we probably were very talented, that we would be able to do, you know, uh, simple mathematics of I go to school, I learn from these particular people, I understand this particular art form, then I can begin to produce it, make it, and then at some point, money just starts coming in, right? Or, or we monetize it in some level. And, you know, if you were a kid growing up in the early stages of the, you know, uh, let's call it the third wave internet, right? First wave internet was 1990, second wave internet was, you know, MySpace, we were the third wave, we were social media, uh, Tumblr, all that shit. I mean, if you were somebody who was growing up during that time, like me, um, the uh, ability to actually see and consume artwork um, from all of those different mediums was unprecedented. I mean, if you were a rich kid in Manhattan in the 1990s, you could probably go to you know any movie theater you know on, in the village and see any movie you wanted, uh, go to any nice library, read any book you wanted, go to the MoMA, see any art or painting you wanted. Uh, but that was for them. See, in our world, in the mid-2010s, we could do all of those things. We could see every major piece of art, listen to every amazing DJ set, listen to every single 
kind of, uh, you know, excuse me, watch every single kind of film uh, from start to finish and torrent it, watch it for free, um, you know, all from the comfort of our own home. So we had a very different experience as to how we consumed these versions of high art that we then wanted to replicate. Now, where am I going with this? Why am I, why am I rambling? Why am I giving you a history lesson? What I'm doing is I'm explaining why a lot of us are not going to become the artists that we think we are. And this is not a bad thing, guys. This is not a bad conversation to have. But at the beginning of the new year, I would be doing you a big disservice if I didn't tell you the truth about what's going to happen or where we're going, right? Uh, people in our generation, where we're headed, if we continue down the, the path that we started when you know we were young kids, when we were consuming all of this amazing high art, uh, that we, um, you know, had access to as a result of uh, the third wave internet. Um, so I, I want to just kind of pump the brakes and and be rational for a moment and, and try to explain that we had an exposure to things that had absolutely no business being in our minds. And I'll give you a perfect example. If you were a kid growing up in Michigan in Detroit in the 1950s. I'll, I'll say you were a white kid. You'd know a couple of things. You'd know how to build a car, basics, how to fix a car. You would know um, how to fucking you know do basic labor at a at a at a factory. You would know um, pretty much that your life was going to be determined by who you marry, where you live. Um, and you know, how much money you make. Those were the simple things in your life that you had to deal with. Um, now that same kid growing up in Detroit in 20, let's call it 2021, he's got 50 million things in his mind that he has no business knowing about that are clouding up the actual skills that he would have otherwise known had he not been putting his, you know, putting himself on the internet for eight hours a day, like all of us do reading Twitter, reading Instagram, reading or watch or looking at Instagram, uh, reading 4chan, going on, you know, Nick Fuentes' websites, going on Stormfront, you know, doing what he needs to do to, to become a white nationalist. You know, those things would not have happened as quickly as they happen now back then just because of the ubiquity of the information. So we are actually, my point in saying all of this is that we are doing ourselves a disservice by learning things that we have no business learning. And that ties right back into art. And here's why. There are things you can do as an individual person, right? Like if you wanted to be a fine artist, a painter, a sculptor, that is one of the most therapeutic, uh, important, relaxing, I mean, just uh, 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 neurologically, positively stimulating things you can do as a human being is to create something from scratch, to paint, to to to. to uh, take a canvas from blank to an image. That's important. Um, if you want to be a rapper, if you want to be a fucking, I mean, I, I grew up in this generation, right? So I'm not going to shit on the music that we all listen to, but it's not music, right? It's uh, commercials for Gucci. It's commercials for Louis, which is fine. I like Louis. I like Gucci, but it's not music. So if you want to be a rapper, you're doing yourself a disservice, because you are learning about Gucci and Louis to talk about it in your rhymes, right? 
but you don't have any actual skills that could get you that Gucci or Louis, except for talking about it. So you've found yourself now in this place where it seems like you should be able to access the stuff that the rich and wealthy are able to access because you know all about it. But you can't because you don't have the skills that got the money in the bag for the rich and you know wealthy to uh, access those things. So where we're finding ourselves, find a lot of people are finding themselves, is in a place of pure frustration. Pure frustration, right? I, I don't know how to move forward, but I seem to know exactly what to do in this particular medium. But it's not, it's not happening for me. It's not working. Um, and I can explain a little bit from my own experience as to why some people haven't quite figured out yet that not only is the information that they have in their heads poisonous and, and useless, truly useless, um, but it's also misleading. And once again, here's why. Um, it's misleading because there are certain art forms that were expressly created for the wealthy and powerful. Ex- expressly. I mean, if you wanted to be an actress... I'm going to say this real slow so people can hear me. If you want to be an actress, one of your parents needs to be very wealthy or connected to the United States government. That is the only way you are going to be. I don't care how fucking talented. Listen, dance your life away on a stage somewhere uh, on Broadway, um, do musicals. Be a fucking great, great drama teacher at an amazing school, right? Inspire children to also become drama teachers because they're not going to become actors. But, but, but keep that joy alive. But never think that you will reach that echelon that you've been so easily consuming, the, at least the products of that echelon that you've been so easily consuming for a long time. There are barriers put in place. There are real human people, desks institutions, agencies put together to make sure that somebody normal, a regular guy walking down the street, doesn't somehow accidentally become the biggest actor ever ma- to ever drop out of the sky in Hollywood. That simply does not happen. Um, if you look at any major actor, any major actress, somebody in their life somewhere, and I can tell you this with, without any fail, was connected to the industry in some way. Now, it does not necessarily mean that you don't find a few actors and actresses here and there that worked hard, worked their way up through movies and, you know, maybe have one or two, you know, big box office hits under their belt. Right. But if you're talking about a major Marvel movie actress, right, we'll put them in that category. Notice how they're getting those movies, right? But notice how even the movies themselves are, becoming stratified you have different levels of what movies are even you know you're even allowed to work in um but the marvel movie actress level you are connected you are a part of a community that has put you in that position because you've shown interest and expressed that you wanted to be in that position uh but for the rest of us those those slots those jobs those those chairs to sit in don't actually exist they only exist for that group so now you're asking yourself, Adam, why am I listening to this? This is stupid. You're fucking just depressing. I'm trying to start the new year on a new page. This is not depressing. This is not depressing. 
this is the new page. This is turning it, realizing that what you started on, what project you started when you were inspired by the internet at the age of 15 or 16 or whatever it was for you, 12, some of the people listening, that that dream was exactly what you saw. It was a 2D pixelated image, probably somewhere between 720 and 480 at the time, that represented something that you'll never get any access to. <laughs> but what it did, though, is it, is it started an industrious part of your mind to begin to work. It started a gear turning, right? It started something that made you put something down on a piece of paper. Maybe it was your first lyric. Maybe it was the first thing you ever wrote. Uh, for some people, maybe they, you know, torrented Fruity Loops and started making beats because they heard a song, they heard Soldier Boy's, uh, you know, story about how that's how he did it. He just bought a little microphone, got in his closet, started making music and used Fruity Loops and bam, bang, boom, he's a billionaire, you know? So all of those things, even though you're never going to be Soldier Boy, you can take that ability to do something when you're inspired and put it into a field that you can absolutely excel at. And there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them. And I'm not going to waste my time or yours going through all of them. Fucking look it up yourself. But there are um, non-gilded or even gilded uh, jobs and career paths um, that most people have perfect access to. Uh, they just don't, they're not looking in that direction because they're not flashy jobs. You don't look like, you know, you're ever going to be able to have that Tumblr picture you always fantasized of, you know, you standing on a cliff with, you know, your hot girlfriend, your hot boyfriend, you're both smiling, open faced or open mouth laughing. You can see your teeth and one of you, one of you's got the other one over the shoulder and looks like you're going to throw her over the ledge, but it's like, ah, oh, just kidding. And you're all laughing, but not really. You want to throw her over the ledge, but the picture looks great. Um, you know, a lot of us get depressed that that's not what's going to happen for us. But um, it is possible. It is possible to move that industrious effort that was started from being inspired by generally falsehoods or false beliefs, false hopes, and turning that false hope into a reality, turning that false hope into um, a workable skill, something that you can do every day and get better at. Um, and actually see the results of, because what's so frustrating is there's so many talented people listening to this show right now. So many that, um, you know, they know, and I know that they're never going to get the spot, uh, that, that they deserve simply because it doesn't actually exist. There isn't a seat for them to sit at, but that doesn't mean that they can't move that talent into another field that can absolutely accommodate them and celebrate and champion them. Um, so I, I, I would say my challenge to everybody this week might be feeling like, man, you know, whatever X, Y, or Z being a rapper isn't going to work out. I'm not going to be a little young. I got to figure out how to be, you know, a guy who works at enterprise. Right. And that seems like a defeat, right? You're not going to be a little young, but, you got a job at Enterprise. Now, it's not a flashy job. You got to wear a fucking dumbass uniform. But what can you do at Enterprise? Well, you can learn about cars. That's what you can do. You can learn about cars. You can learn about sales. Now, 
What do you do with those two skills? You learn about cars and sales. You learn about businesses. You learn about the fact that businesses actually rent out entire fleets of cars at certain rates. Then you understand how businesses finance things. Then you're like, oh, wait a second. Hmm. With this skill, or at least with this knowledge, I could probably move into something else that gives me the ability to sell something to a business and then make the money that enterprise makes off of me being the clerk that does the actual you know, transaction. Instead of being the clerk, be the person that makes the deal. Um, and that's possible. That's real. And you can go within five years from being a defeated Lil Young to being, you know, guy working at, you know, enterprise, got to wear the uniforms, annoying. Then, you know, year two goes by, you quit enterprise, you join a enterprise level sales uh, uh, company, you're making 80K out the gate. You know, then you start liking your life. You have a lot of money, things are good. Then who, who knows? You might, you know, have the time to start ghostwriting, sell a few rhymes online to some dumb, you know, rappers who haven't figured it out yet themselves. Um, and, you know, rinse and repeat. You see, it's possible. Happiness is possible. Um, so that is kind of what, what, what the, the topic of today's discussion is. Um, if, if there, if there is a topic, if I didn't ramble, if this made any sense at all, the name of the, the, the topic would be, um, happiness is possible. Um, but, uh, you know, also on, on top of all of this, I want to say a lot of times the, the things that are stopping us, and this is, people aren't going to like this. The things that are stopping us from making the right decision in our lives are is the fact that we are constantly oh shit sorry that we are constantly measuring ourselves against and you guessed what I where I was going right you know what I'm about to say we're measuring ourselves against people on social media um we've got to stop that right if Lil Young at Enterprise was continuously looking at social media and seeing some of his high school friends buying new Mercedes, getting married, you know, every girl he looks at looks like they're out of his league. He probably won't join enterprise because he, his ego would take too much of a hit. So what is Lil Young going to do? He's going to, he's going to start doing credit card scams so that he can flex on Graham so he can get the Balenciagas. And then what happens? Then he's in jail literally because of social media. So you have to understand how dangerous these delusions are. Um, they're dangerous and we need to treat them much like any kind of mental illness or, uh, or, or fugue or breakdown that someone might have. When, you, when you're finding yourself thinking about your ex-girlfriend's last post on Instagram or Twitter, you should look at it in the same way as you thinking about, um, you know, the fact that you saw a purple elephant in your dream and that it told you, uh, you know, that your true name was Bartholomew. Do you see? It's not. It, both of those things are delusions that are um, occupying your mind and they're taking up space in places where they shouldn't. And the only reason why they're there is because something's wrong. And in the case of the guys having the dreams about, you know, the purple elephant talking to him and telling him that his true name is Bartholomew. He actually just needs to stop reading, um, you know, Gematria and, um, uh, you know, other kinds of dark magic for you. The dark magic is going to be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, get those out of your life. Seriously. 
or, and this is, uh, this is actually not even really advice. And that's why I hate giving it, but minimize the amount of time you spend on it. And I, the, the reason why I say this is not advice is because nobody does that. You either have to quit. Like it's a fucking drug, like you're doing fucking smack or you have to find a way to approach it in a completely healthy on, uh, on, um, what's the word? What's the word? What am I trying to say here? Um, in, in a way where it won't affect you in an unaff- in a disaffected way. If you want to make a joke account, I would recommend everybody do that. Make a joke or a meme account where all you do is post jokes and memes. Me- the reason for that is so that you understand that the basic reality of social media is that it is a joke. Nothing that you're seeing or hearing is real or true. Just like television, just like news, just like everything that is produced to entertain you. It's not real. It, you shouldn't be basing or comparing your life against it. And to make a joke account is a great way to put your middle finger up at that culture and say, not only do I not, not only am I not affected by this, but I want to remind everybody else who's using it that I don't take it seriously. It is a joke. Um, and that we should never in our lives take our social media constructions of ourselves and try to bring them into the third dimension that will only cause pain and suffering in hell. Um, so leave your 2d self in the 2d space, keep yourself in the third dimension, uh, as detached from that 2d version of yourself as you possibly can. Um, and the, the, the more you follow that, um, process, disconnecting from social media, stopping the delusions, being true to yourself, looking at what skills were created during your creative journey into nothingness, um, and then transferring them into reality. Um, if you, if you actually take these processes seriously and, and move these steps forward in your life, you will, you will weep with how quickly your life will improve. It will literally, you'll be in traffic It'll be the third week that you haven't checked your Twitter or your Facebook, your Instagram. The sun will be coming through. It's a little hot, but you like it. And you'll feel uh, light, light. Like there'll be this weight that's off your shoulder. Um, And you'll cry. You will cry because you'll realize that this whole time for 10 years, for the time that you've been since you've been in fucking middle school, you had this weight on your shoulders of self-comparison, self-denial, self-delusion. I've got to be this. I've got to get that. I've got, I've got, I've, 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 I've. And once you turn that bullshit off, bro, or girl, or I guess we can call girls bro now, right? <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I'll stop it. But um, no, you'll feel elation. Uh, and that's because... You are carrying around a psychological um, sort of, uh, what's that ball and chain? You know how they had used to have for prisoners so they can run around? That's what you're doing. You have a ball and chain on you, and you're dragging it around all day long when you keep checking Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And you keep thinking about, man, if I could just fucking get this, this song moving, they'll see, they'll see. You know, once you cut, once you clip that cord, man, bro, it's done. It's done. Nobody can stop you. You will be unstoppable. Um, and I guess this is where I want to end. This is kind of where I want to uh, kind of take a break. Is um, we have a unbelievable 
potential, people in my generation, I'm talking about this specifically, the potential for us to change this world, to create a new society that truly does have the values that we believed in when we were children is possible. It is here. I'll quote my sister. You can put heaven right here on earth. You don't need to die. Um, But we have to work for that, don't we? Um, So that's what I'm hoping that we can all kind of take from this today is that in 2021, number one, you're going to be hearing more episodes like this. And number two, um, man, we got we got a ways to go, but we can get there. We can get there. Us, people like you and me. So let's try to bring heaven down to earth because we don't need to die, man. But anyways, this has been another episode of The End, Standalone Complex 2. Everybody have a good fucking Sunday. Love you.